This episode is sponsored by HG Magic Wear's Fine Magical Goods. Do you find yourself needing a bit of extra magic but lack the time to research and go out and harvest something that may or may not work? HG Magic Wear's has you covered with a collection of custom blended botanicals for your magical needs. Four mystical blends are currently available to choose from, or hell, just get one of each. There's graveyard dirt used to conjure the spirit of the dead, connect with your ancestors, or assist with mediumship. Crossroads dirt is for those of you that like to make deals, dance with the devil, or connect with crossroads spirits such as Hecate. Access Mundi powder is a powerful blend for accessing the world tree to travel between worlds, help bring in the heights of heaven and the depths of earth right to you. Spirit Offering is a personal blend to feed the spirits of nature and those around you. Each one is handcrafted with real ingredients harvested ethically and safely for your magical use. Order today and as a special incentive for the Wine Spirits and Witches Coven, use promo code WSW10 to get 10% off your order. Visit thegreenmanstore.com and search HG Magic Wares today to place your order. By fire and air, water and earth, we call ye forth to the place of Spirits and witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. And tonight, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and ghouls, we have our favorite space daddy. Welcome, Terrell, back to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks I for having me. Like we were just here. I feel like we just did this. It feels like that for sure. It's a short <laughs> month. February is a short but month. But it's only a short month by like two days. But, <laughs> but it, it makes, makes a difference. It does. It, it really does. does. <laughs> well, before we get into the planetary fuckery of life, we have a special announcement. Da 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 da. We totally forgot that we hit our hundredth episode. Oh my god! We oh my didn't god. even know. Ricky was <laughs> editing the episode. I was asleep. Like God knows what happened. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a text from him because he was still editing. Going, we just hit our hundredth episode, and we wow. missed it. We missed it. You know what that means? It's party time. Levels. Party. Woohoo. Ah, <laughs> bubbly. That was a very nice safe and controlled pop. Didn't well, even spill over. No. And we <laughs> have to keep it like that because of the baby. Relieving yet disappointing. Hand me your glasses. So we are celebrating tonight with pineapple mimosas. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Do you, let me know if you guys want more. Okay. Monica, tell me when. When. Thank you. All right. I have mine. Let's get Ricky his. Because without Ricky, there really wouldn't be a podcast because he records us, he edits us, he puts us on the internet. Uh, but if you guys have someone else, that episode might actually go up on time. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, pagan know, standard time. Exactly. We're just going by pagan standard time. It's a religious observation. Uh-huh. Right. Cheers. Cheers. To 100th episode. Yeah. Clink, clink. Cheers. Clink, 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 clink. Thank you guys so much for listening to us a hundred times. Mm-mm, that's good. 
that's good stuff. Oof. Oh my god, this is it. It's very <laughs> tasty. A hundred episodes in, and I made a fucking drink Monica Light. <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh my god. I like pineapple juice, so there you there's go. No sour face. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Oh wait, no, there's a sour face. It's still <laughs> no, there. No, it's it's, it's good. Lighter. <laughs> it's, well, you know, a pineapple's a little like shocking. It's got a tang to it. Yeah. 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 It's not rolling good. rock. Yeah, it's no rolling it's rock. It's not right? rolling rock, that's for sure. <laughs> that's okay. Well, you're getting your your boozy fix with a side of vitamin C tonight. There you go. There Can't beat that, yeah. right? No, it's good. Yeah. I love it. I am A-okay with it. So thank you guys for listening to us, Darrell. Thank you for being such a big part of Wine Scoots and Witches. Oh, of course. It's so much fun to do this. Yes, it is. To have you here, it is very much fun. I always love getting to spend extra time with you. Oh, thanks. Likewise. And I'm learning stuff. So it's, yes. a double, it's a double win. I think it's because of you that I actually know the name of all the planets. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have zero interest in space. So, like, even learning the names of the planets, I was like, no, I'm cool. Take that second grade science teacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So how have you been, sir? How are we? I've been good. A lot better. I've had a lot of... Uh, stuffs. A lot of stuffs. Better distractions with my crazy life. Um, and a lot of really good momentum moving forward, which is actually really in the energy that's happening right now for February, March, April, May. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of rolling with these good punches. Okay, good. I, I like, like it. it. So... We need to come up with a name for good punches. Oh, uh, Kool-Aid? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to tell us what to expect for the March? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before we do, I have to apologize because there was something in February that I totally didn't even talk about because in my crazy life mind i was thinking it was going to happen in the summer and it actually happened in february do you oh, know what i'm talking about i know exactly what you're talking about it was the dun dun dum america's pluto return oh. and this was like a very big deal so you know when you're looking at your natal chart you know for astrology and all of the planets are placed in a very specific position and it kind of tells you a lot about what your fate and destiny is going to be throughout the trajectory of your life right well everything that has a beginning has a natal chart and that can be anything from you know an event like an like a marriage or a court case or it could even be the beginning of something like a nation and uh, when america was founded in 1776 Pluto was in Capricorn at 27 degrees, I believe it is, or 28, um, and is uh, the the natal transit for Pluto um, this past February 22nd, 2022, so it was 22222, <laughs> you know, was America's Pluto return. So kind of in the same way that we have a solar return, you know what that is? A solar mm -hmm. return, that's basically your birthday, yeah. right? So every year you have your birthday and then you celebrate and it's fun, right? But all of the planets at some point return to the exact position that it was in your natal chart. And for America, this is um, America's first 
Pluto return because it takes Pluto literally 200 plus years to go back to the same exact spot. Wow. Yeah. So do we know what this is going to mean then? Well, here's the thing, and this is why I'm apologizing, is because I should have mentioned it in the last episode that I did with you guys, but it happened in February. And so a lot of astrologers, a lot of people who knew about this Pluto return were kind of anticipating, you know, the start of something big. Now, when we think about Pluto as an as a planetary archetype, right? He is the planet of um, of transformation, is how he's often um, described. But it's transformation through desire and crisis, mm-hmm. right? But there's also an interesting thing about Pluto because there's also interesting dynamics when it comes to power uh, that happens with him. Um, also, depending on who he's, uh, what other planets uh, Pluto is, aspecting to whether it's by square or sextile or trine you know big world events can happen like for example when he you know is squaring uranus you know we can have we, we can see you know great sparks of like activism and you know political movements happening you know so like for example a lot of the main movements that we've had in american history everything from black lives matter to you know even just like um, gay rights activism all happened during um transits where uranus and pluto kind of met in the Mm. sky in some way right and um so but with this one particularly because it's America's Pluto return they say that this is probably where we will see you know you know how a cycle that started can culminate and where it's going right and so I think you mentioned it the other day there was something crazy that happened that day what was it Shauna mm-hmm. that's when Russia invaded Ukraine yeah shit jumped off that day yeah uh-huh. and so like when I looked back at um, the Sibley chart now here's the thing um, there's there is some discrepancy about you know what is the actual you know birth, birth time date. birth you know yeah. date for you know are we going off of like Independence Day or you know when America actually proclaimed that they were going to secede from like Britain or whatever, you know. So like, but there's either way, wouldn't the Pluto return be hitting right now? It would be hitting around the same place, yeah. So either way, like we're still building up with that energy and stuff. Yeah, like that. exactly. Um, but based off of um, a chart that I think um, uh, is one of the the best ones out there, it's known as the Sibley chart, um, and uh, basically that's the one that marked. Mm-hmm. 2022 as the 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 pluto return and then you know the thing is i personally wasn't expecting anything big to really happen that day but definitely the energy and the momentum for you know a new beginning for something especially when you're looking at that chart pluto i th- uh, i believe is sitting in the second house so like um, America's economy has always been very important and integral because Pluto was sitting there, right? And I think definitely if we see an event like that happening, you know, or what happened, yeah. you know, that could potentially change, you know, the economy mm-hmm. for not just America but the world. The because world. honestly, if you know, being one of the main world leaders in economy and whatever you you know everything yeah. you know if america decides to do something like 
it will shift a lot of stuff globally. You know what I mean? We've already seen a lot of that with just all the events that have happened. We're seeing the buildup to all of it, which um, was kind of one of those moments. Don't get me wrong. I have I've always believed in astrology, Mm -hmm. but it was like down to the day that everything happened. And after talking to you and talking to someone else who had talked to their astrologer, I'm kind of just seeing how literally everything the two of you guys have talked about is like kind of like falling into place but on a global on a global level, level. it's been really interesting yeah um granted i i think i need a bit of a tinfoil hat at this point you yeah. know it's definitely <laughs> getting there but um it's been interesting to watch it unfold and i feel like if if i needed any proof to believe that the planet's actions influence us like here here it is oh yeah yeah and you know there there are you know, astrologers who track the movements of the outer planets, specifically the outer planets, um, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they're also known as like the transcendental planets, uh, because their movements really um, affect um, global events. So if like stuff is going down in like, you know, international news, you know, and it's kind of a big thing. Like, I think that's the first place a lot of astrologers will look is like what is happening with the outer planets, you know, because they usually have some something to say, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating. But yeah, so that happened in February. But, you know, the honest truth is um, in a traditional perspective, um, a planetary return actually starts the moment that the that a planet ingresses into the sign you know what i mean so if pluto as we know it right now is in um it's pluto return in capricorn basically as soon as it entered capricorn Mm -hmm. um those are really when the shifts start happening but you know a lot of shit happened around that time though because i remember Mm -hmm. when pluto went into capricorn it was in 2008 and right when I started dating Ricky, we had this stock market crash. crash and, exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And like ever since it went into Capricorn, we really started seeing shifts in our economy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, you know, the thing is like, yeah, the actual exact degree of the Pluto return happened this past February. But we've been already seeing the shifts happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see where this next cycle takes us because Pluto is pretty much at the the tail end of Capricorn and is going to be moving into Aquarius at some point. I don't know the exact date. So don't it's sometime, I think, next <laughs> year. Yeah, I, I think, This I believe, was yeah. like my introduction into astrology, like way back in the yeah. day. Um, my high school and early college shop mm-hmm. was actually working at a different psychic shop as a receptionist. Mm-hmm. And the astrologer there, like, she was hilarious and kind of like gold. She was really short like me, had really short, bright red hair, and she was just fussy as fuck, right? I right. loved it. <laughs> but there's a couple things that she had really said, and she told, taught me about Mercury retrograde, yeah. taught me that Libras are shitty tippers. Don't hate, come at me, Libras. It wasn't me. It was her. She would, like, <laughs> yell at us. She'd be like, you can't stereotype signs, blah, blah, blah. But then she'd always talk mad shit about Libras. She was a Libra, so I think that's why. (laughs) That was her biggest thing. She's like, Libras are shit tippers. But she had talked about Pluto going into Capricorn because she even said, she's like, I'm nervous because this is kind of like 
when any shit could hit the fan at will the last mm-hmm. time it happened was during the revolution mm-hmm. and i remember i was like okay well how long is this for she's like till 2023 and i was like oh my god like <laughs> so much can happen in this yeah. time yeah. um but what so how long are we going to be in a pluto return then is it till it exits until it exits capricorn and so so once it yeah so once it enters into aquarius uh the dynamic is gonna shift you know but then how it's gonna shift kind of depends on the natal chart right so if if i'm remembering correctly i believe america according to the sibley chart had like a sagittarius rising which puts capricorn in the second house which is the house of finances and economy and Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff so when it moves into aquarius that means it'll be in the third house so that's going to be communications and like you know short distance travels errands affairs and stuff like that you know I'm just imagining Transportation. Like America going to the grocery store, running a quick errand. Now yeah, you said that. yeah. I mean, it could even be transportation. You know, stuff like that. We might, we might start living on the moon. Oh shit! During that time, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, hey, you know, you don't know. You never throwing know. it out there. You know, but um, or maybe not. Maybe that's more ninth house. But you know. <laughs> I mean, if we go to so. the moon, like, does that get to see if it's really made out of cheese? I wouldn't mind living on a giant ball of cheese. I mean, that that would be amazing. Right. Just I might eat my way through it though. Just living on a giant cheesy poof. Yeah, that's my fucking dream right there. (laughs) So, yeah, I wanted to at least mention that. So, but yeah, if, you know, so what does this mean for the individual person? Well, I mean, it's really more when it comes to the outer planets. It's just seeing how, you know, these transits affect the world and then trickling down to how it affects you personally. You know what I mean? But then also seeing where it sits in your chart. You know, like if, for example, Pluto is sitting in your 10th house, you know, there's going to be a lot of extreme activity potentially not maybe all the time but potentially you know with your career or your you know public status you know what i mean so it really depends on everyone uh, for everyone on an individual level how it's going to affect you personally but mostly with the outer planets it affects your environment in the world first before it trickles down to you when it comes to your actual astrological horoscope It's Mm -hmm. really more about the inner planets. So like Mercury, Venus, Mars, like those are the ones that really affect us first. Got you. Okay. All right. Well, are we ready to start diving into into March? Yes. All right. So March, March 2022. Happy birthday, Pisces. Happy birthday, Pisces. And happy birthday to all you um, late March Arieses. (laughs) Arians? Is that... I never know. I think we would call them Ariuses. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's Arian. Arian, but I don't know. That, that sounds, sounds a little white supremacy. I yeah. know. I just say Arieses. Aries, Ariuses. How the fuck do you Aries. say that? Aries. I'm, not sure. I'm like the worst when it comes to. Like... What do you call a group of Aries? You know how like all animals have Aries. like Aries. I was gonna say an army. <laughs> I think Pisces, it's Pisceans. Yeah, yes. I think so. I think so. that sounds right. Anyway, yeah, I'm the worst at that. I'm, I'm all of. for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have, like, a random fact that I learned. Just oh. speaking of, like, what you call a group of something. Did you know that a group of bats is sometimes called a cauldron? What? Isn't yeah. that cool? That That's is great. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And a group That's of neat. pandas is called an embarrassment. Are you serious? Isn't that cute? Oh my gosh, that's cute. That is cute. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're heading into 
uh well we're, we're yeah we're in pisces season and this is basically the the full two-thirds of it um in the month of march and it's um it's a really great energy to work with i mean every i say this about every sign every sign is a great energy to work with uh because you know it keeps life interesting to go through these different archetypal phases i think you know and we get right. to experience them all in different ways and in our own way right but pisces is you know a great um archetype to work with because you know in the in the the wheel of the zodiac right it's the last sign so this is the sign that literally completes the zodiacal year you know and it's also water and it's mutable and it has a feminine polarity um which makes it a sign that is all about being you know very much in tune with your intuition you know with your emotions but then also with that sense of um coming to completion with a cycle you know what i mean uh, you know when we begin every year like at ostara you know with the first day of spring which is happening this month you know is, that yes. kickstarts aries season we start off our zodiacal year with aries and the archetype of aries is very much about you know bursting forward with newfound energy you know and you know, really making something good for yourself and really understanding who you are and what you want to be. But you can't do that unless you've been able to let go of all the things that you were. You know, because oh. it's kind of like what we were talking about before. In order for a new beginning to happen, you have to let something else die. Mm -hmm. Life begets life right mm -hmm. you know and that doesn't necessarily mean a literal death but you know you can't really move forward in life if you're carrying a whole bunch of like baggage you know what i mean mm -hmm. like I so let the cinder box go yeah exactly and that's that's one of the main wisdoms that the pisces archetype you know um brings with it you know it it is a sign that is highly intuitive and highly emotive and it's mutable so it's adaptable but it's using that power that strength of intuition to just know what needs to be let go of and not allowing those emotions to stay attached you know and that's part of like the interesting you know dichotomy of the pisces you know archetype is that you know i think in popular astrology we talk about like pisces and they're very like fun loving and jovial because it's also jupiterian right you know and they're you know almost every pisces i know super fun to be with you know like just to hang out with they make you laugh and stuff like that and their drama but, <laughs> but that can be a thing too you know yes. because you know when we look at all the water signs right we've got like cancer which is like a river it's like water but it keeps moving forward you know and it carries everything with it and then you've got scorpio another water sign but it's a fixed sign so it's intense like a glacier you know mm -hmm. beautiful to look at but man don't get them mad because they will stare you down with an ice cold like you know stare i like that. I'm you know imagining what i mean icicles coming out of monica's eyes and yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> and then you have pisces which you know i kind of you know attribute to the ocean everyone loves the ocean everyone loves the beach because it's fun and it's fun to ride those waves but the ocean is deep and 98 percent unexplored mm -hmm. you know what i mean and unpredictable 
Yeah, so there's a lot of depth with that archetype, especially on that emotional level. But what's interesting is if you can um, ride the depths, you can also ride the heights that the ocean comes with, you know, because the ocean being the largest, you know, body of everything, you know, in right. this planet, you know, at some point, you know, oceans really give rise to you know the weather and the temperature you know like the ocean you know is very much connected to weather but it's also connected to the tides of the moon it's very much connected to a whole lot of stuff you know and metaphorically too it is um um very much tied to uh Sorry, I'm a little distracted. <laughs> it's okay. The, I know. The cat a... has like jumped up onto the table. And it's not even the assistant dean. It's, yeah. it's Sam. Yeah, this is so interesting. What Usually it's cat, not though. it's not <gasps> Sam, but he needed to come and be part of the action. Yeah. He's is not Sam a, is Sam a Pisces? No, that's what I was oh, saying. Okay. He's not a Pisces. He's the Scorpio though. Oh um, what? Yeah. Okay, cool. So he's like, did someone say water sign? Pisces, is that a fish? Can I eat it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pisces, it's 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 an important sign because like even on that, you know, metaphorical level too, um, it is about becoming more attuned to your intuition and your psychic ability, you know, and just being able to understand that, you know, one of the honest truths in life and, you know, spiritual paths everywhere is that there's no separation. <clears throat> yeah. You know, um, which is kind of the opposite of where the year starts off with Aries, you know, like Aries is about like, you know, uh, the self and like where do you want to go and then when you finally go through every archetype along the wheel you end up in Pisces and Pisces is like but I'm part of everything you know and there is no separation you know so I think that's that's kind of like a really cool thing to kind of like digest you know it's like you're everything but you're nothing at all this makes me really want to go and like get to know a Pisces in depth because I only know a handful yeah but I don't know any of them like on like a real deep level where I'm like oh I understand you as a person there I well I think you know there's there's so many dimensions to a person, you know, especially yeah. when you're looking at their chart and the, you might even see like, oh, they have a stellium Pisces. Oh, but then they have, you know, this and this sign and this and this sign. And it kind of like, you know, so I mean, I don't know, for me personally, it's it's fun to look at people's charts and like, you know, no one person is the same, like no one Pisces is the same. You know right. what I mean? They definitely will have like similar, similar, similar stuff. Yeah. yeah but. But yeah, it, it will be different depending on the planet that's in Pisces, right? So, but anyway, uh, the um, it also plays with the uh, the archetype of Pisces. Also plays with its mythology. Do you know the mythology of Pisces? I don't. You don't. Well, it involves uh, someone very special to you, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> so the story of or the mythology of Pisces actually stems from a mythology of Aphrodite. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically in Greek mythology, uh, the Titan Gaia gets mad at all of the bright gods. Gets mad at all of them because, I mean, I guess, I don't know, like she 
she feels like her other children aren't worthy enough to be on Olympus or whatever, so she gets mad. And she sends... gets pissed off at the Olympians a lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she at one point just kind of like loses it, right? And she sends like one of her, you know, most infamous children against the bright gods, Typhon. Have you heard of him, yeah. Typhon? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Typhon is this badass monster titan, right? And he has like the head and the body of like a quote-unquote human but then his lower body is like all snakes and then they say that his hair is also made out of serpents that breathe fire and uh he to top it all off he has wings so he flies too oh, and shit. he's like fast and basically he's the type of like titan where you know you mess with him you're practically dead like even the olympians were afraid of him and when Gaia unleashed Typhon upon the Olympians, Pan was the first one to figure out he was coming for all of them. So he warned all the gods, and then he turned himself into a sea goat, which a is sea goat like Capricorn, right? Mm -hmm. And um, basically escaped from Typhon that way. Most of the other gods transformed themselves into other things, or they apparated out of the way, kind of a thing. But the only two, and for whatever reason we don't know why the only two that couldn't shapeshift into something else were aphrodite and eros you know the two gods of love right mm -hmm. and so they're literally in their oh shit mode and like trying to get away from typhon <laughs> olympus and they end up at the shore of the ocean and the nymphs the sea nymphs felt pity or they wanted to help their lovely goddesses you know or goddess and arrows and they <laughs> sent goddess and friend <laughs> son <laughs> and um they sent two giant fish to help save them and escape the grasp of typhon um in other stories um they called them themselves <laughs> okay. you know but point is two big fish came and saved eros and aphrodite and Ever since then, we don't. I I don't really know what happens to the rest of the story. What Typhon ends up doing, the damage he causes. But basically, long story short, Aphrodite and Eros were so grateful to the fish that they decided to put them up in the stars. Nice. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cute. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty cool um, like little story, and you know it it still harkens back to the idea of like, you know, Aphrodite came from the sea and returns to the sea. And yeah. after that, she can have like a new beginning, you know what I mean? But Pisces is basically that catalyst for something else to start a new adventure. And she had to leave her home and go mm. back to where she came from, which is basically that same idea of the wheel of the zodiac ending and then starting anew again i like that isn't that crazy cool yeah. and so but you know even in mythology like you can even trace this back to um to jesus you know like right now we're in the age of aquarius but the age that happened literally just a decade ago we were still in the age of pisces you know what I mean? It kind of goes backwards. backwards. Yeah, so it goes backwards. But, like, we were in the age of Pisces, and the age of Pisces started in 0 AD, which is when they said Christ was born. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is almost everything about Jesus's <laughs> um, <laughs> life is very Piscean. You know what I mean? Like, everything from the symbolism to uh, symbolism of the fish 
as being a symbol of Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, um, or even feet. Because, you know, when we're talking about correspondences with medical astrology, Pisces is associated with the feet as a body part, but also the lymphatic system. You know, and for all of you bio majors out there, we know what the lymphatic system is. You know, it's that system that helps us um, protect against infection. It helps balance out our bodily fluids, but it also helps to remove cellular waste. Aren't all of these things very Piscean when you think about it? Uh -huh. Protects you from, you know, inflammation or what, you know, is basically going to be attacking monsters. big scary monsters mm -hmm. it um helps to balance your fluid or when we're talking about the element water it helps to balance out your um your intuition and your psychic ability and your emotions and then it removes cellular waste so all the things that don't serve you you cut them out I so that you like can that. move forward okay. right so um but yeah, everything that, that corresponds with Jesus too, like is very Piscean, you know, and that was the age we just left and now we're in the age of Aquarius, you know, where we were just talking about that last month and it's very much that archetype of the grass is greener on the other side, mm -hmm. but it's not really where you are and it doesn't yeah. matter, you know, like, and it, it really feels like that right now, but there's still an optimism and a hope and a dynamism with Aquarius, you know, that makes you feel like, man, I'm really in a, living in a progressive time and I may not see all the changes that are about to occur in my lifetime, but I know I'm in the beginning of something great, you know? I like when you say it that way. It sounds very optimistic. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it is, you know. I mean, like, the age of Aquarius, I think, is very optimistic. It's basically an age, when you think of, like, you know, fixed air, it's about figuring out, like, where logic, practicality, intuition can all meet, you know, mm -hmm. and where we can find mastery. And it can be done with technology. It can be done with transportation. It can be done with a social network. You know what I mean? Okay. But it's all a matter of seeing where all of that can come into a good balance so that we can create a stronger, better society and a stronger and better individual life. You know what I mean? So so there is a an optimism with it, you know, even though it's a very Saturnian sign. You know, it's it's really a, Aquarius is about being your own architect for life. I like that. You know, I like that. I think it just it's a good thing to kind of remember right now, too, when everything is still we've just had a couple of years of everything being upside down. We're yeah. always trying. It seems that we're always trying to find our footing and we get it in one area and then something else slips. So it's just good to think about it that way. You're still the architect of your own life. So even yeah. if, you know, we're constantly living in unprecedented times, mm -hmm. you know, you can still build something good within that, though. Right. And, you, you know, know, there's always going to be upsets and there's always going to be changes. It's just a matter of how adaptable you're going to be to those changes or not, you know. But one really cool thing is we're in March working with this Pisces energy, which is very adaptable, you know. And one of the first things that's going to be happening with um, – um, with March, um, the first week is actually going to be pretty active. Uh, one of the first things that we have coming up on the second um, is a new moon. Oh. Mm -hmm. Is a new moon, and it's a new moon in Pisces. So, again, we're, you know, starting um, this lunation, this lunar cycle, with a very Piscean 
energy. And we just talked about what that energy is, you know. So think about then um, all you witchy folk, you know, like what what kind of like Pisces attitude can you bring into your magical workings, you know, because we know new moons are good for like new beginnings, planting the seeds for things that you want to manifest in the future. So um, basically, this is a great time to like think of like all the things that you can let go of or all of the things that will help you bring completion to, you know, an old cycle that you see approaching, you know what I mean? So um, because when the spring really starts to kick off, that is when you want to just start doing the things. So this is really like a good month to review, you know, things, you know, not in the same way that we have to review things like in a Mercury retrograde or Venus retrograde, right? But it's really just more of that coming into acceptance and surrendering those things now. Like okay. you've had February to think about what is going to help propel you forward, but now you got to actually let the things go that don't work for you, right? You know, so this is kind of like the, the okay, I'm just going to wash that man right out of my hair <laughs> kind of go. month, I you like know, that. like, and, and just do it, you know, and really psych yourself up for these new changes that are just going to start building, you know. That. All right. So that's going to just be like our theme song for the month. Don't yeah. That yeah. That's that's pretty hair. much what it is. I mean, the I think the the added theme of like, you know, really stay aligned to your values. That's going to come really um, uh, become really important for the rest of the month, too. So I would say like, yeah, wash that man right out of the, your hair, but keep your values in check. Yeah. OK. And you'll see why. Um, because the rest of the month can get a little tricksy. It's still a good month energetically, but it can get tricksy. Okay. okay. Um, but still good. Because um, we've got a lot of like activity. Remember how I mentioned last month that Venus and Mars are going to be dancing with each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially throughout this month. And basically whatever happens to Venus, it's going to happen to Mars and vice versa kind of a thing. Well, now they're really dancing in the sky, like really close together. And during this new moon or like the day after this new moon, Mars is going to conjoin with Pluto and then Venus is going to conjoin with Pluto within hours of the same day, you know, on the third, right during this new moon energy. Oh boy. You know what so I mean? And so when you think of Mars, planet of action, and what are you gonna fight for and how are you gonna win? And then you've got Venus, which is like, you know, how can I make my life easier? How can I attract the things that I really like in my life and like place value, you know, with what I'm working with, you know what I mean? Um, that's gonna conjoin with Pluto planet of transformation through crisis and desire oh, oh wow. yeah i just yeah okay do you I see just what i'm saw saying how you just, yeah that like goes together really well yeah and so but you know it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing because even just the romance between like aries and aphrodite you know it's very energetic very dynamic and it can lead to a lot of really amazing passionate intense things but it can also be really embarrassing depending on the choices you make, right? But you line that up with Pluto, who exacerbates all the extremities of what things could be. Because, you know, there is no middle ground with Pluto. There isn't one. It's either really good or really bad. And there can even be this dynamic of power struggle, like loss of power or an too much power. A, a, 
a, a resurgence of power. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You're either on top or you're on the bottom. You know, that's kind of how that energy with the planet Pluto works. You know what I mean? So like, and when you have all three of them literally dancing in the same space. <laughs> and that starts on the second. Second, third, yeah. Second Ooh. and a third with this new moon. So mm -hmm. that's why, you know, if you're going to make a choice to plant a seed for something, it's going to be very extreme, like, in the way that it manifests. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I would say, you know, not careful that... Careful what you wish for, careful, maybe? Careful what you wish for, and simple is always best, <laughs> you know? Keep it simple, Keep it silly. simple. Yeah. yeah, and but it's definitely, I think, like, still a really awesome energy to work with. And then also, too, you know, um, Mars is... Go oh, excuse me. Oop. Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> but then also, Mars and Venus, they're going to be in Capricorn while this is all happening. And Mars loves being in Capricorn. He is exalted in that sign. And so he can really do a lot of amazing things in that sign because he's kind of in a power place right but this is also the last time that mars is going to meet up or conjoin with pluto in an exalted place wow you know what i mean because it's like when mars meets up with pluto again he's not going to be in an exalted place like capricorn he loves capricorn venus is okay in it you know it's not like her favorite but she does well enough you know she's kind of like a wiser venus in that sign but then you know this can be like a really good thing but where i start talking about like this dance between mars and venus can start to get crazy uh -oh. is because once because venus is the faster planet she's going to move out of capricorn first and she's going to even surpass mars and when they both end up in Aquarius, I would say that both Mars and Venus are in a sign that they're okay in. They don't hate it, but they don't love it either, you know? And they're trying to do stuff, you know? They're trying to, you know, act on their will. They're trying to um, really reinforce their values together in, in Aquarius when they ingress into Aquarius. But they're also gonna be co-present and co-present means they're sharing the same sign with Saturn. Mm. So when they both move into Aquarius, they're going to be sharing the same sign of Aquarius with Saturn, and they become serious. Because now you have this new moon where they're like, yeah, let's do the things, all the things you want to do. Because, you know, Pluto's also egging them on and, like, taking it to that extreme. And then when they both move into Aquarius literally on the 5th, so two days later... They're sharing a sign with Aquarius, with Saturn, and they're like, okay, shit's going to get real now, and we've got to be serious, because that's what Saturn does. He makes things serious, you know? And so now the true test comes with their dance. Everything that they hoped and planned for, can it actually work? And they become more logical. They become more strategic together. I like it. You know what I mean? So... And, you know, eventually even um, into, you know, toward the end of the month, they're going to conjoin with Saturn too. And it's just that test gets stronger and stronger. And if you didn't make a good plan, because remember, like the past, 
you know, two, three months, I'm like, hey, really think about what you want for yourself. Make it happen because this is the time to do the magic. We have no retrogrades until like, you know, mid to late April. This is the time to do magic, but you needed to have already had your battle plan ready. Now the planets are on the trajectory to make the plan work. So now we'll just see if that magic is going to work out for you or not, <laughs> you, you know, see. like, and, you know, it, a lot of times, and, you know, with magic, it's a waiting game, you know, you can do the magic and, you know, you just have to see how the results turn out. Right. It's a know? waiting game and sometimes a practical joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So it's like it, it's like it comes true, but not the way that you thought. You want? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I see what you did there. So I really feel like keeping it simple is like i'm gonna take that one to heart this month i feel like that's yeah. a really Keep big it simple. one mm -hmm. that's my theme for life <laughs> right yeah and you know it's a good theme for life i think, I think. it is yeah. too because i mean i really believe in simple i do because no matter like you know how precise or extravagant you want to make things it's always gonna end up being more than what you thought so when it's simple the more ends up being actually manageable <laughs> right right <laughs> so like yeah, no, I I totally believe in that. I should take that advice more often, but you know it's hard, you know, with Gemini Moon and a Mercury in Virgo Maybe and like we just <laughs> set reminders on our phone, like an alarm that goes off every day yeah. that just says keep it simple. I mean, that should just be your like looking at your reflection in the mirror affirmation. Keep it simple, right? And I love you. <laughs> I like that. That's a really good yeah. one. Yeah. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. <laughs> I like that. You know, I think I might do it too. Yeah. yeah. I like daily affirmations. I yeah. think they're great. So yeah, and you know, it's it's like I said, we're gonna have this dance between Mars and um, Venus throughout the whole month. But they're gonna actually conjoin when do they actually conjoin? They actually conjoin together on the on the fifth <laughs> when they enter Aquarius. So, and then that's when the dance, like, really starts. So, um, after that first week, those first, like, five days of the month. <laughs> um, going hard, Mark. I know. Going hard. I know, I know, right? Uh, we also have the sun, who's in Pisces right now, conjoining with Jupiter. So, there's really going to be this air for, like, optimism, you know? Like, all the things that you thought were possible actually can be. You know what I mean? Because the sun is your destiny. You know, most people think that the sun is your personality, and it, it does add to it, but it's really more about your destiny and your soul, the sun, you know. Um, your rising sign is more about your personality. Uh, but anyway, but the sun conjoins with, um, with Jupiter, and um, also on the 5th. So, you know, that happens the same day that Venus and Mars conjoin in Aquarius you know so there's this like extra like Venus and Mars are getting serious and then Sun and Jupiter are like yeah but it's possible so this is a very positive start to March you know what I mean and it's crazy I just talked all this time and this is literally the first five days oh, wow. of That's March insane. yeah I'm tired yeah <laughs> I'm, just, I'm tired <laughs> this is all like the first five days 
Um, but then, you know, throughout the month, you know, I'll try to, you know, keep it short and succinct, you know, there's a bunch of other, like, you know, there's, you know, I have on my list, like, here, like, it's, like, 22 different, like, transits that can be really important and be worth talking about, but, you know, it's an hour show, so, (laughs) but long story short, you know, you've got things like, um, Mercury going into Pisces, that is an important ingress that happens, because why? Mercury hates Pisces. And when is this? This happens on the 9th. Okay. This happens on the 9th, like four days after all of that fun. So is that going to be, I know that you're about to tell us, so I Mm -hmm. should just shut up and let you. I don't know. But I feel like Mercury can be a very fussy planet, right? Like he's a fussy guy. He's a very fussy guy because he's the planet that needs to have all his ducks lined up in a row because he's all about, you know, mastery and expression you know how do you want to express yourself meaning how do you want to communicate and how do you want others to communicate with you you know that sense of expression but is also you know in a way very dry and very practical but also very adaptable so then it also is a planet that's about mastery you know what i mean i want to be able to be good at all of the things you know that will get me ahead in life and that will help me in uh create win-win situations all the time you know that's why you know gemini and virgo as being ruled by mercury are the way that they are you know a lot of people will say like oh gemini's are backstabbers and two-faced and people will say that virgos are like super ocd and like really like finicky and you can't really trust them you know or whatever they say that about mm-hmm. every sign but there's shit you can talk about every there, sign. there really really yeah. is but you know because they're mercurial virgo and gemini are both mutable signs too um, and they're really more about figuring out how everything is going to work. You know, Gemini is, is an archetype that's not necessarily a backstabber or two-faced. It's just, it is so logically, like, minded that it can see all of the different ways things can go before everyone else. And when it comes to it, they just have to make a decision before everyone else can not not necessarily in spite but just because it's like if they don't it's not going to happen you know and it's kind of the same with that virgo literally sounds like a couple of gemini's that i know like, yeah oh, and I it's it's not now. necessarily out of spite it's just like you know when there's urgency you have to make a decision in a split second and they've already like seen all the different ways that it can go because gemini is a very like mentally active sign and so is virgo Virgo is a sign that is a little bit more practical. It needs to be able to touch and sense and feel all the different things and know how things are going to end and how things are going to go. That's why they're always in everyone's business (laughs) (laughs) or they're always into like figuring out how things actually work from scratch, you know? So that's where the quote unquote OCDness comes from, right? That makes sense. So anyway... If this is how Mercury is, imagine him when he's in a sign that is super fluid and emotionally, you know, based and, you know, it's more concerned with the bigger picture than the finer details. Like that sucks so much for Mercury because it's like telling Mercury like, hey, you have to do a presentation. And he's like, okay, well, where is it? Oh, it'll be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what time does it start? Um it's okay don't worry about it but isn't it for a lot of people yeah 
It's for, you know, the world. <laughs> and he's like, I can't work like this. You know, there's too many variables that are thrown in his face and he can't get a grasp on it. So when Mercury goes into Pisces, things can get kind of like weird. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, especially when it comes to communication, especially if Mercury starts to aspect to other things. So we get... Uh, an instance like this on the 17th when Mercury in Pisces sextiles Uranus in Taurus. And so when we're talking about radical change and Mercury who is like not in a good place <laughs> with communication, you know, that could be a recipe for just like embarrassment. And that's also uh, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, so you know a bunch of people oh, are going to be drunk. That's true. I didn't even think about uh -huh. that. That is, yeah. Yeah, that is going to be on St. Patrick's Day. I bet there's going to be lots of drunk texting that night. There's going to be a lot, yeah. Like, very drunk, stupid, like, Instagram stories going up. Yeah. I am here it's, for it. I can't wait. It's very much a, like, um, yeah, like, a, what, what, what's the expression, like, you know, uh, think before you, or yeah, think, think before, before you, you leap. Speak. speak. Look before you leap. Look before you leap. Think before you speak. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's the opposite of that that day. Like, yeah. <laughs> or at least the energy is there. It really kind of depends on like you know your own personal chart and where that's going to manifest. If it's in your, um, if you know Mercury is in Pisces in your seventh house, that's going to be in the realm of your relationships. You know what I mean? Like, if it's in your um. 11th house it's going to be within your network or your friendships if it's in your fourth house it's going to be family drama you know <laughs> so like so, so it just, it, it hold just on depends to your butt that day yeah maybe yeah. don't drink all the green beer just a modest or amount we'll, yeah or you know the theme for last year just make a wise make good choices make good choices, make good life choices. <laughs> that really should just be the theme for like every month like just <laughs> make good life choices keep it simple i love you yeah we're gonna build like a whole paragraph mantra by the end of this episode yeah. but but all this time even up until the 17th you know that dance between venus and mars it's still playing a role because as soon as venus passes mars in the sky in Aquarius, then what ends up happening is she ends up being enveloped by the two malefics. So you've got Saturn on one end, Mars on the other end, and she's literally right in the middle and helpless between these two malefic planets. So this is why I said stay aligned to your values because Venus is going to be tested into the middle of the month. What do you value? What is it that you love? What is it that you hold dear as far as like family, home, security? You know, because if the things that you are planting seeds for with the new moon have anything to do with that, it will be tested because Venus is not in a good position. And then you've got Mercury going into that sextile and like, crazy stuff can happen come out of your mouth right and what's crazy is the next day after that we get a full moon and it is a full moon in virgo i am so tired just listening to this month. <laughs> i'm just i'm tired i think we all collectively it is very it is very very active but yeah. you know the the full moon in virgo is good and it's actually very supportive in a way that you don't think it's gonna be because it's like i said virgo is that sign that's all about like I need to figure out how everything works. Like I need to understand the mechanics so I can get ahead. 
And when you have a full moon, you literally have the sun in Pisces being, you know, um, full of joy and just like happy, but very deep at the same time. And then you've got the moon being like, um, but are you doing too much? <laughs> How is this actually going to work? The moon at this point, this full moon in Virgo puts all the planets in check. She's like, okay, we made some decisions. Maybe we're having some fun, but is this actually working now? I need the proof. Mm. You know right. what I mean? So, and I think in a way that's actually really supportive toward Venus in a, in a, in a way, yeah. you know, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that energy can be very, very helpful because, you know, I think maybe that day I'm expecting like people like kind of have that epiphany the next day, like, what was I doing? Mm. Oh, yeah, this is what I really wanted to do. I had my night of crazy, but now I got to get my ass in gear. You know what I mean? Makes sense. And that's how the rest of March really ends up being. It's like, okay. I thought I had an idea. Now I'm being tested. I'm getting my ass in gear now. Now let's ride this the rest of this wave and actually make the stuff happen. And for the most part, a lot of the other transit throughout the, the month of March are going to be really similar with that type of energy. You know, it's really going to be like it starts off really positively and very dynamic and anything is possible. But this month also tests you if those ideas are actually possible. That's why I said get your game plan mm -hmm. before, you know, because we're really going to see if you can, you know, what, what's that expression? Metal to the pedal, pedal to the metal. Put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you put can your actually money where it. your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. and, then the, and then we have the sun ingressing into Aries, then it's Aries season, which is Ostara. I don't know if you want to talk about that this month. <laughs> Yeah, we have that with March 20th. March 21st. 21st. 20th, 20th, yeah. 20th. It's usually the 20th or the 21st. Yes, it, it differs from year Aren't to year. all of the equinoxes on no, the 21st? No, some are not on the 20th. Really? Mm -hmm. Which ones? I don't remember. All the <laughs> <laughs> I think all I th Yeah, I mean, usually it's the 21st for yeah, like the 21st, equinoxes yeah. and the solstices yeah. for sure. Yeah. But yeah. like sometimes just the way that it works calendrically, there's like a weird phenomenon that happens and it shifts just by a day or something like that. Or like, you know, it's really the 20th, but it's like so close to midnight, it's practically the next day, you know? So right. like, and well, and yeah. some of them don't start till yeah. like sundown or this or that yeah, but, but yeah we have a stara um which i feel like at this point needs this whole own episode which we we've covered ostara before but yeah. maybe we could do it again and just like see or you know yeah. what if our opinions or inspirations have changed but yeah. it's the spring equinox so you know we're in los angeles where it's always warm yeah but so. <laughs> some of you in other parts of the country or of the world might actually have winter right now in which case winter's gonna fuck off and <laughs> the sun is going to come out and you guys can start planting all the seeds that you guys have been thinking about planting energetically. We now get to physically plant as we welcome in spring. Yeah, we're welcoming spring, welcoming in the sun full time. Right. Mm -hmm. The days are getting brighter, you know, and that's the area, the areas, the, the areas, huh? the areas, the areas, this yeah. month. Yeah, yeah, it is the season of Aries. 
or the time of Aries when that happens, and the sun enters uh, the sign of Aries on the 20th. And, you know, it, 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 it really kind of brings an end to that Pisces cycle. Like, now we're really going to start to move forward with this fiery, dynamic energy. And wherever you were, we're just going to move forward now. I hope you surrendered the things that you needed to because now we're thrusting forward. And then basically it's more of the same. Venus and um, Mars are dancing some more, squaring and sextiling other planets. And <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it with all of this energy that we have, because it is, it's, it's not a bad month. It's just a busy month. It's a busy month. Yeah. It's a busy month. And a lot of like what you said about like, you know, letting go of the stuff, basically letting go of what doesn't serve you, mm -hmm. you know, um, surrendering is, I think, surrender, which you know what? I feel like when we think of the word surrender, you think of someone waving the white flag, but surrender doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It's kind of saying like, okay, universe, I tried things my way and you clearly have a different plan. Let's try it your way. Yeah. And you kind of, you just let go of your holdups and like your shit that's just not working because it, it's it's yeah. not working. Um, so it's a really vulnerable but very powerful and liberating place to be if you just let it, if you let it be that. Yeah. Um, I feel like with what you were talking about, it seems like cord cuttings might be a good idea. Yeah. I think it definitely could be for sure. And, you know, the way that this month ends, it starts with a new moon, it ends with a new moon. Oh, wow. There is literally a new moon on the 30th of this month. Oh. And um, it's a new moon in Aries. So it really is that new moon for, like, if you didn't do the new beginning work, this is your chance to really do it now, you know? So it's it's not necessarily... Because we I know we had a side conversation, Shauna, about, like, you know, what a blue moon really is, you know? And I was like, oh, well, a blue moon is when you have an extra full moon in a season. And then she asked me, like, is there a name for when you have an extra new moon in a season? And I'm like, yeah, there is. It's called a black moon. Oh. But, you know... So cool. Yeah, so... And, you know, on a, on a witchy level, black moons... Um, there's not, they don't really get a lot of press, but black moons are pretty much like, for me, they're a do-over new moon, you know, because they're an extra new beginning, you know what I mean? So, but, you know, unfortunately, though, um, the, the reason, well, not unfortunately, but the reason we have two new moons in March is because when you look at the month of February, it literally, the only lunation it has is a full moon. It doesn't have a single new moon in February because... There were two new moons in January, and then there were two new moons in um, um, in March, right? But the extra full moon that actually occurred was in January. Mm -hmm. That second full moon at the end of January was the extra moon, so that was the do-over one. <laughs> because technically, this new moon at the end of March, that that is the new first new moon of the spring season. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's why it's like, it's it's not really, this is kind of technically like the new one, but it is in a way the new season and it is the first new moon of that season. So, I mean, it really is it's like... It's still got fresh energy. It's still got all that fresh it's energy. The, the first new yeah. moon of spring, which I yeah. feel is pretty fresh. You that know? is... <laughs> I mean, you can't get fresher than that. <laughs> like <laughs> Minty fresh, if you will. Uh, well, not for drought. Drought doesn't like mint. Yeah, well, I'm allergic. Mint doesn't like you. Mint doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah, for all of you at home, I'm allergic to mint. I'm not going to die, but it is not good for me. 
<laughs> it's weird. It's a weird allergy to have. It just doesn't like you, which is funny because yeah. we've talked so much about Pluto yeah. this episode, and that's actually one of his sacred plants. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if, like, my whole, like, Pluto return experiences, I can have mint again? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, we're going out for mint juleps, and then we're finishing off with some mint chip ice cream topped with girl scout cookies with the thin mints and a sidecar of mojito or something yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah you know yeah you know what i really really want to do like if if i was like not allergic to mint anymore i just want to brush my teeth with like minty toothpaste right. like yeah. Yeah. i just want yeah Dude, dental hygiene is a nightmare, guys, when you're allergic to mint. Like, it sucks. <laughs> so, like, I have that cinnamon toothpaste that blows. Yeah, it's yeah. not that great. It is my favorite because it is the one that is actually, like, not horrible. I mean, I like fennel, too, but not everyone likes that anise flavor. But, yeah. I like it. I like fennel. I like, I like that flavor. But I didn't mind the cinnamon toothpaste at first. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is different. I like this. And then the flavor's gone, like. Yeah. The two brushes in and it's, it's so weird because the smell stays around forever but the taste like evaporates yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so. it's like that zebra gum two chews and it's gone oh yeah, yeah. but those two chews are so good yeah. those two yeah <laughs> juicy fruit is one of my like favorites right now too, yeah. I, don't, I don't like juicy fruit I, but like I, think juicy it, fruit. I don't like the way it smells oh really yeah what about blackjack gum is that? I haven't had that in so long. I've forgotten what it's like. Oh yeah, that's a maybe it's an East Coast thing. We have to no, no. I mean, we have it here. Blackjack? I remember blackjack. Okay. Yeah, but it's not as widespread. It's probably a bigger thing. Yeah, it tastes like licorice, it. I guess. Right, licorice. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've had blackjack. And then there's the blackjack. beans, <laughs> and I don't know what that tastes like. Beans. Yeah. What is that? I've never heard I've of that. I've heard of that one. Yeah, that's an East Coast thing, I think. I think we're going to have to get some and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, because we keep talking about the East Coast and our, our to-do list here, <laughs> we haven't announced it to everybody. East Coast yeah. town. East Coast road trip. You. Yep, East Coming Coast in. trip. We will be um, on the East Coast between April 27th and May 4th. We will be hitting New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. If any of you guys are in the area and you want to meet, Monica, Ricky, and I, and have some vagina pizza with us, or see if Monica <laughs> will deem it as vagina pizza. Hit us up. You can send us an email, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com, or comment on something in the Facebook group. Um, you guys will be some of the very few people on this entire planet that will watch Monica eat pizza without fucking complaining about it. Yes, I can't wait. The only time you you complain about a stiff dick is when it has to do with pizza, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, was, I was just thinking we should probably rearrange that grading system. Because, like, wouldn't you prefer to have a stiff dick as opposed to... No, she has... Not a, in no. pizza form. Not yeah, in all right, so form. just in pizza form. Okay. Yeah, just... She has a whole thing. There's actually a whole video. Um, I was quick enough with my phone to record the whole, like, birth process of the stiff dick pizza. <laughs> Of Monica's logic, and I recorded it, and I put it on Patreon. So, oh my god! But Jarell actually helped. Um, <laughs> help. He contributed to I this. Did. To this system, we actually have a a video buried somewhere in our archives that hasn't been like aired, um, of us eating deep dish pizza, Chicago style deep dish. Did you upload that? No, we didn't. We didn't upload that. But it. Um, oh, I have them in my phone. We'll have <laughs> to upload it I now. Put them up. And. Uh, 
Jarrell named it because we're like, it's not vagina pizza. It's not stiff dick. What is it? And you said it's the it's ass, ass pizza. pizza. Yeah, it's the ass pizza. Because you can bury your face in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's filled with, and you can stuff it with meat, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can definitely do that. It comes out the way it goes in. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Well, on that note, doesn't everyone want to go eat pizza now? I do. I love pizza. That being said, Chicago deep dish looks and sounds amazing. What we had here, you know, is just a, a taste of what it can be. So, okay, so that means that after our East Coast adventure, we will have to hit Chicago next. Where we're coming for you guys. Get your ass pizza ready. <laughs> Get your asses ready. <laughs> Jarrell, thank you You're welcome. so much, yes. as always, for a really insightful episode. And I have to say, I've been loving the the mythology that's going on. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that too, and I think I want to continue with that. Yeah, I like with it. that theme. I love you know? it because it's. I figure like the mythology and le- learning more about the archetypes really like helps everyone to just really understand more about that sign and it's it's more than just what pop astrology can offer like because I feel like pop astrology can make all of the signs feel really divisive for a lot of people you know yeah you know like oh well Gemini's are like this because blah 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 blah, blah. but if you have like this extra insight into like how that sign came to be like it, it kind of gives you a more well-rounded like perspective you know it's true it's yeah. true and i've been i've been enjoying it because it has helped me understand the signs in a different way and i just always like hearing mythology i do too it's it's fun, fun. yeah it's fun it's witchy story time yeah. yes so who wants to go first for the shout out Ooh. um well before we do can i do a shameless plug Absolutely. Of course. That's, that's right. like half the <laughs> fun of being a guest on the show. So for any of you who um, take classes with the Green Man, I will actually be teaching classes on shamanism um, starting at the end of March. Um, I think it's like March 20, uh, 24th, something like that. It, basically, it's going to meet Thursday nights for nine weeks in a row. Wow. Um, and it is an introductory course to what shamanism is and, you know, how you can start cultivating a practice within that perspective of spirituality. And this is also going to be recorded for those of you that are like, dang it, I cannot do Thursdays or whatever. You said Thursdays, right? It's going to be Thursday nights. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night. If you can't do that, don't worry about it because it will be recorded. So you will have access to the class later. And Jarell is a fabulous teacher, as all of you know, because you guys get to listen to him as he teaches us about the planets once a month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be like a super cool course. course. Yeah. I think, I mean, I always have so much fun teaching it. So you really put a lot of thought into your classes and each of the classes you can take the entire series Mm -hmm. or you can take each individual class as a one off as well. Yeah. So the way that I've structured that class is every class can stand on its own so if you just want to know about working with plant spirits there's a class for that if you want to learn how to find your um uh animal spirit i have a class on that i have you know a class on uh shadow work i have a class on dreams you know and how you would perceive all of these topics through a shamanic lens so very Very cool yeah so if they want to learn more about that they can go to thegreenmanstore.com all right and you can check out introduction to shamanism with Drell. yeah 
it's definitely worth it guys i definitely encourage everyone to check it out and if you can't do the whole nine weeks just pick one of the classes that sounds interesting to take it you won't be sorry yeah absolutely not you will be if you don't take the class. Yeah. Oh my so be gosh. sorry if you don't take it. No pressure. <laughs> lots and lots of pressure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess uh, shout outs. I just I just want to say thank you to, you know, the wine spirits and witches like family. Thanks for having me every year at the end of this like zodiacal year. Thank you. So thank you, Sean and Monica and Ricky and thank all you, you um, listeners at home. There you well, go. thank you. And you abroad. are and abroad, and abroad. yeah, and abroad for sure. Thank, thank you because you are definitely you're part of the WSW family. You are yes. part of it. We <laughs> love you. I, you know, and I think I may have said this before. Um, on the Facebook group, you have to like answer questions to get in, and one of them is oh, like, yeah. "What's your favorite episode?" And a lot of times, people put the astrology. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. That yeah. oh, that warms my heart. Thank you. For those of you, people coming back. It, it does. And for those That's of cool. you listening that have tried to join the Facebook group but not answered any of the questions, um, I deny all of the all of the requests of you haven't answered the questions just because I don't know <laughs> if you're not answering because you're spam or because you're lazy. And I'm fine with lazy people. It's it's the spam like bots that I'm not. So go back, request again, and answer the questions. And then you can come in and see all of this stuff that we post. I found this really cool candle working that I did. That's just a cauldron overflowing with green wax. So I'm going to take some pictures so everyone can go scry it in the group. Do not throw that away. It is Never really cool looking. Never throw away stuff. Yeah. yeah. Don't touch. Keep your hands off. Don't touch my shit. <laughs> Don't touch my shit. Yeah. Jarrell, who is your... Oh, you just told us yeah. your shout-out. Cash. Wake up, Shauna. Monica, who my is My shout-out goes to Monique and Monique. Monique and Monique. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Appreciate you. Hello, Monique and Monique. Thank you. My shout-out tonight is to Ariane. I got to meet her at the Green Man store recently, and so that was really fun. Here is your shout-out. I do have one more shout out tonight too, and this is to our newest Patreon member, Santi. Welcome to the WSW Coven. Welcome, welcome. I hope that you enjoy all of your extras and all of the fun goodies that come with being one of our WSW Coven members. If anyone is interested in joining, we have four different tiers and each one comes with some pretty cool stuff. So you can check it out if you go to patreon.com and search Wine Spirits and Witches, you will find us there. And I have one request for everyone. And it's funny because you mentioned that you have a class, um, Jarrell, mm-hmm. on dreams, right? It's going to be part of the, the shamanism class. Mm-hmm. I am requesting that everybody send us in your dreams, your ones that are really pr- prophetic. I also want the ones that you have that are like really fucking weird where you're like, no one is going to be able to decode this and tell me what the fuck this means. <laughs> I want all of them. So, weirder the better, but not bullshit. Yeah, the weirder the better, but not bullshit. We're psychic. We will know the difference. <laughs> uh, write them into us, wine spirits and witches at gmail.com, and we will be sharing them on one of our upcoming Ask Astrega episodes. Yes, indeed. So, all right, guys. Thank you for everything. We will see you next week. Make good choice, good life choices. Keep it simple. And I love you. That was that was yeah. our yeah. yeah. Make good life choices. <laughs> keep it simple. And I love you. Marry me. Marry part. And, and marry, marry me again.